Welcome to the feature. Halloween weekend is here. Halloween weekend is here. There's so many people out in the streets drinking beer. It's Halloween weekend. People are wilding out. Make sure that you've got your costumes together and give us a shout. Make sure that you're safe. Don't take any wooden nickels. Don't trust people with your candy because they'll eat it all. They'll have a ball and you will be sliding down a wall. It's Halloween weekend with the feature show. She's here all weekend. All weekend. I I take tips, Venmo, Cash App. Yes. Yes. Apple Pay. Apple Pay. She takes anything. Checks as long as they don't bounce. We don't need them to bounce. You'll even take a cashier's check. I will take a cashier's check so that's certified Mm -hmm. funds. Money orders. Exact money orders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So everybody get your tickets. Now. Because everything books up. Everything books up. Everything books up, including my shows. I'm, I'm going That's to be right. at it. I would love to do a cabaret. Oh, you can do it with Luann. You can do a cabaret with Luann from Real Housewives yeah. in New York. Yes, wearing some Giovanni. Giovanni. Money gone by your class. Yes. Elegance is learned by friends. Yes. Yes, Yes, we are here back with episode 90 of the feature show. Danny, how are you? I am well. I am well. I feel October was busy. Busy. Um, I got the chance to travel again this month. I hung out for a couple days in New York with one of our dear feature friends, Rahel. Yes, we had a beautiful time. I got my dose of fall because there's no such thing as as that in Florida. So I got my fall. I got to wear scarves. I got to wear a jacket. I got to walk around and see leaves. Yeah. It was great. It was so nice. And ate some good food, walked a lot, and oh, just did New York. Yes, it was wonderful. So now I am back and now... Woo, we are heading into holiday season. Oh, that's pretty. Holiday season. Oh, not ready. Never ready for it. Never ready for it. This year went by so fast. Good Lord. I feel like we knew it was because 2020 was so long. So long. Mm-hmm. So long. I feel, for me, I was like, ooh, this year is going to go by. Because we weren't, a, we couldn't do anything last year. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. So we're here. November is like tomorrow and December is yeah. the day after. Mm-hmm. But, but. Yeah, but it's all groovy. It's great. It's great. How are you? <clears throat> I am doing wonderfully well. Um, I am soaking up 
the the fall weather um mm. texas um it kind of it's iffy like mm-hmm. it'll be it'll start off cold kind of in the morning not like cold but like crisp crisp oh i love a good crisp I like an crisp. apple mm. yeah like a, i love a fall crisp i love a yes. fall crisp yes. um and then it'll get hot and then gotcha. at like 10 o'clock at night it'll just drop and be cold um so yes i am loving life and all the things that come with it um health stuff going on relief soon to come from health yeah yes we so can't very wait excited about that yeah. um the recovery period will take a bit mm-hmm. but i am excited about it mm-hmm. um so yes i am doing well smiling for the relief i know it's a up uphill battle but i am so happy to be here yes that's yes, right yes. but we are talking about our wonderful podcast and on our last episode danny mm-hmm. we had an episode of this week in film where we talked about news topics in the film industry you know we love to do those this week's in films episodes where we mm-hmm. just talk and have time to really deep dive into some stuff going on in the film industry. Usually mm-hmm. we save that for the end of the episode. We've had yeah. two episodes where we've just talked about stuff in film. So Danny, what were your thoughts on that? Oh, it's always a good time just to kind of do a, like a freestyle episode. Um, yeah. Those are always good. We did mention some good things. Um, I'm trying to remember what we even talked about. Um, oh, we did Halloween. And then we did, we talked about Squid Game. Yeah. Um, we talked about DC fandom and all of the fun things that were coming out of, um, you know, that with movies and TV shows. We touched on Hallie's movie and that conversation honestly made me chuckle a little bit. <laughs> um, It's called Bruised. Um, if you all have not gone back and listened to our episode, but it's called Bruised and where Hallie is a boxer. And she's trying to fight to get her child back. Where Hallie has done a movie like this at least several times. Yeah. So, um, bruise. There you go. But that that, that did make me laugh a little bit. Like, oh, <laughs> Hallie. Okay, okay, My girl. girl again. Yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed it. I think my favorite part of that episode was talking about DC. And I don't mm-hmm. even like comic stuff like that, but that we just had a lot to talk about. Yeah. That was fun. Um, and I did like your reaction when we were talking about Needle in a Time Stack, because when you read the synopsis, I'd be like, this sounds fantastic. Yeah, it sounds like a good movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's actually on, um, when I was flying back from mm-hmm. New York, to and from New York, it's on um, Delta. You can watch oh, it nice. on Yes, I was too tired to watch it. Yeah. I knew I would have fallen asleep, but I thought that was pretty cool. That's dope. Cool. Yeah. What were your favorite parts in our last episode? Well, of course, you know, I just love us talking and dialoguing and people really <laughs> getting to hear how we kind of converse and interact mm-hmm. just about random topics. As you put pretty me much. and Danny, you give us topics. We will free associate and deep dive into so many different things. Pretty much. And, and next thing you know, it's nine o'clock at night, and we've Pretty been talking since, since noon. Pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah. 
So <laughs> I love just talking and really having dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I love talking about Aquaman because we were really talking about the material of the script. No. Nobody, no. nobody goes to see Aquaman for the script. Hello. No, no, no. Yeah, and talking about Jason Momoa and me seeing him in person. Oh. Um, he's so huge. He's a big man. That is a big man. He is a yeah. man. He a man, okay. <laughs> Did you know that he used to live in Fort Collins? Did he? Yes. Why? Yeah. Um, he worked there for a hot minute. He didn't go oh. to school there. Didn't go to school there, but he worked and lived there for like a hot minute. But um, on his Instagram page, he posted this bike shop that he used to work in Foco. Lee's bikes and he was like oh you know I used to love these bikes when I worked at Fort Collins Lee's bikes I was like I'm sorry what and so he has like this bike that he is designing um, but yep mm-hmm. our friend our good feature friend Vanessa we were talking about him as well because Vanessa went to Colorado State University in Fort Collins yeah and um he lived near where she lived in college I know I know, I know. We, we, yeah. Seven, what is it? Seven degrees of separation. We, we kind of have that with Vanessa, um, with Jason Momoa. So I feel a connection. I know. Wonderful. I know. That's amazing. I know. That Colorado was really amazing, like for that, because Jason Momoa knows it's the right state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would love for it. I mean, hey, if he wants to come to Colorado and then do some kind of a signing, we will be present in a county. Oh, I will fly back. I'll fly back. I'm gonna tell. I'm. I'm gonna be at your house. Yes, like Miss Miranda. Yes. I'm coming back. Hi. Got to see Jason. Yes. Anyway, we just totally went on a tangent. Mm. Yeah, see, that's why I like our episode. <laughs> so, yes, I I love that. And, of course, just talking about stuff and catching up on stuff in film. Obviously, when we were talking about stuff in film, so many things happened, like, after we got off. Oh, mm-hmm. It was like, ah! But, um, <laughs> yes, of course, I always love talking about this week in film and really keeping people updated on what's going on in the film industry. Yes. It was a great time. So if you have not listened to it, go listen to episode 89. Listen to our past episode by following all of our podcast platforms in the link tree on all of our social platforms. Got it. Yes. And with that, Danny, we have got a new episode that fits into the Halloween theme. Danny and I have been talking about this. I want to say, Danny, we've been going back and forth on this episode for two, three years. Probably, yeah. It's it's been a while because (laughs) it came up that Danny and I have movies that we have said that we would never want to watch. Yeah. Or that we we were just afraid to watch them. So we've always been throwing around, tossing around this, this idea of having a face your fears episode Mm -hmm. in life you know it's best to face your fears and your challenges because once you face your fears there's no telling what you can accomplish (laughs) yeah so i messaged my co-host and i said hey danny seeing as how our next episode comes out on halloween Mm -hmm. how would you how would you feel how would you feel 
about doing our Face Your Fears episode. Of course, I was for it. Yes. yes. Right. Right. And so I think as soon as I hit send on that text message, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? No, everything is right with you. Oh, so Danny and I have watched films that we said that I'm not never going to watch that. You know, the films that everybody always has that film. We're like, I'm never going to watch that film. I don't want that film to haunt me. I don't want to be thinking about that film. Danny and I both have films that fit that category. And I'm so proud of us, Danny, because we have faced our fears and watched the movies that we said we're never going to watch. Yes, we did. And so here we are, future friend. Mm-hmm. Danny, tell the people what film you watched. Well, I watched The Conjuring. Yep, I never wanted to watch this film because from the preview, I was like, oh, heck no. Why would I want to watch a movie about some house where they, no, and you're terrorizing, no, I'm good. That, the trailer did freak me out for The Conjuring, and for years, I was like, I don't want to watch it. And that movie came out in 2013. That is eight years ago, and I was like, I don't want to watch that movie. Nope. I did for my friend and co-host. I did it. I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you watch, Jazz? I watched the 1973 supernatural horror film, The Exorcist. And I have had a history with this film since I was about, I want to say, 11. Because I, I can, I remember it like it was yesterday. It had, I think it got re-released. Like in theaters, Danny. Oh, um, I'm sure, probably did for like yeah. an anniversary or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. So it got re-released, and we were in the car with my dad, and there was a radio ad that came on, uh-huh. and it was like the the music was playing. It goes and my dad, who how I don't want to do the math of how old my dad was when I was 11, but my dad was in the car, and I just remember him saying. You don't know. This movie, my dad used to play football in high school. Played football. He, I think he was going to play in college, but he got injured. Uh-huh. Um, so he ended up going to the military, um, Air Force Reserves. My dad was like, you don't understand. This movie had dudes on my football team having, like, one dude had to sleep in bed with his parents. Oh. Another dude couldn't sleep without the lights on mm. in his couldn't do it mm-hmm. so this movie has always been like oh god football players couldn't watch it in the 70s oh my god terrified 11 <laughs> year old yeah so i'd always been afraid to watch this film oh. always had a fear of watching this film there was a year where spirit halloween you know how they have like those robot things like the yeah. robot dolls you could buy them they right. had one from the exorcist Okay. They like put her in a corner. Uh And I was like, I was walking. I was like, oh God, it's a dog. Oh God. (laughs) And so I was like freaking out. I couldn't go into a spirit Halloween as like just focus and go and get it. So I've always been afraid to watch this movie. And here we are. Yes. I have watched it and I have faced my fear. I'm so proud. Congratulations. (gasps) Oh! (laughs) (laughs) So. In Facing Our Fears, Danny, would you like to talk about your movie first? Would you like for me to go first? 
talk about The Conjuring. Sure. Yes. Yeah. If you can, give people a summary of what The Conjuring is about. What it is about. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <clears throat> so, The Conjuring is based on a true story mm-hmm. of a family that lives in a house. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is in um, Connecticut, right? It's somewhere back. It's somewhere up east. Somewhere up east. Yeah. Somewhere up east. So they move into this house. They, it's a family. Um, parents, five girls, and um, then they start hearing, seeing things that happen in the home um, to their family. And um, the mom, she finds a couple, a married couple. They are demonologists. I'm going to call that. Um, And so they specialize in, you know, figuring out if there are demons inside places um, that that's their practice. And um, they also talk about exorcisms and how demons, you know, start to possess over a person. Um, So when they, um, you know, seek out this couple, the couple comes by and looks at the house and they do, in fact, realize that, oh, yeah, um, there's there's some stuff going on here. Some bad stuff is happening in your house. You know, Um, this is just crazy. This is based off a true story. I'm like, Uh what, what, what? Okay. So we're here, and and this took back. This took place back in the 70s. I think it was 1971 yes. when this took place. Um, so um, I'll just give off like main like tidbits, the, the points that I thought were interesting. Interesting. Um, so the mom, she finds these bruises on her, and her husband's like, "What in the world is wrong? Like, what what is going on with you?" And her, the woman's even like, "What'd you do to me last night?" He's like, "I don't do any of that." Hey, um, yeah. So she thought it was an iron deficiency. I was like, "Girl, no, you are being beat. Mm-hmm. You are being beat by a demon." Uh-huh. So that I thought that was pretty cool. And then each of the daughters' stuff starts happening to them. Like one of the girls sleepwalks every night when she hadn't done it for years. Um, there was another little girl. Um, she was talking to a little boy in the house, which I do love the whole kid angle with spirits and ghosts and demons because kids are so susceptible to just seeing other things. I think it's so interesting. Um, so there was that. Um just a bunch of stuff. And then um, one of the the couple who are the demonologists, um, she came in, uh, the, the, the wife of the couple, she is a clairvoyant, so she could see everything pretty much. Yeah. Um, so she sensed, um, she saw the figure, the demon figure, and um, she knew, you know, what was around in the house and why this was happening and who died in the house, how it happened. Like, oh, okay, so now we know what's going on. Um, so overall, I will say I did not think The Conjuring was that bad. Okay. After I did watch it, I didn't think it was that bad. But I was I was very hesitant to watch it. So I did have some background music playing. I certainly did. Yes. I was playing, um, earlier I was telling Jazz, I was playing um, my lovely 80s tunes. Um, the song Casanova by Levert was stuck in my head. 
I played that in the background. Oh my god. <laughs> I needed some calming music. But then I just had this whole like YouTube playlist. There was NSYNC on there. Oh, there was 80s. Lulu the Vandross was on there. Snoop. Yes. Yes, I, I had to have some kind of background tune while watching this movie. I was like, I don't want It's just silent. So that did help. And I made breakfast for dinner while I was watching the movie. Love it. Love yes. it. So I did do things while watching the movie so I wouldn't be so freaked out. Uh-huh. I do tend to harbor on things, especially late at night. Like, I didn't start watching the movie till 8 o'clock at night, probably closer to 9. And I was like, ooh, it's too late. And I was like, I need to watch this movie. <laughs> so I did. So I had things I was doing in between. But I was still, I was still watching the movie. Yes. Um, so I will say I did not think it was that bad. Uh-huh. Um, there were definitely parts that did freak me out. I'm like, that's uh-huh. just crazy. Like, uh, um, there were parts of the story that I, that some part of me, I was like, I don't know if I believe that. Um, <laughs> like, I, I think it was cause I just, I just couldn't believe that that really happened. Um, like with the witch, like I understood witchery back, you know, the Salem witch trials, like that. I believe all of that that did happen. Yeah. Um, but I guess it was the way that they showed the story of how the witch possessed the mom and everybody. Uh-huh. I was like, this is kind of cheesy and a little unbelievable. That was the only part I was like, ah. I was like, I feel like it could have been a, done a little bit better because it did kind of remind me of like kind of your corny um, scary movies. Yeah, th- it was kind of the production aspect. I'm like, all right. Um, yeah, but um, that was that. It, I guess the story of the witch um, possessing people, that was cool. I'm like, dang, that really sucks that that happened. Ooh, okay. But you know, um, uh, let's see what else I thought was kind of what I thought was kind of cool. Oh, I did um, like how a lot of things happened in the cellar. Yes, that was neat. I feel like that's always a good setting for a scary movie. Like, oh, a cellar, the cellar. Ah, ha. Um, that stuff was good. Um, and I did, I learned this from Paranormal Activity when the clock stopped at 3.07. Yeah. You remember from Paranormal Activity where they were talking about at 3 a.m. the clock stopped and they said like 3 a.m. was like the haunting hour. like the hour, witching hour, yeah. The witching hour. So I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, that makes sense. I was like, that, mm-hmm. that must be like a real thing. Like 3 a.m. So that freaked me out in Paranormal Activity. I was like, oh gosh, go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed, go to bed, go to bed. So I did like that in The Conjuring. Um, the scent that they always talked about, either it was farting or they smelt rotten flesh. I'm like, I do believe that. I do think that yes. demons definitely do have that stench. Yes. Um, the pulling of the, the feet in the middle of the night, that always kind of got me. That got me. That if I if there was one thing that just always would that just kind of would that will stay with me is the pulling of the feet. 
because that I mean, it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. That that was freaking. I was like, ah, no, don't pull my feet. Don't do that. No. <laughs> no. Um. So that was neat. The exorcism part of it, I did like that. Now I do believe in exorcisms. I hope I never see one. God Ooh, forbid, no. hope that I don't have to go through an exorcism. Ooh, no. Oh, don't my gosh. No, thank you. Ooh, ooh, I just cannot imagine. I can't. Like, that is just so incredible that mm-hmm. somebody gets that possessed by a demon or the devil. That they That, that is just amazing to me. That is yeah. amazing. And how these actually happen. Like, could you imagine seeing somebody that is possessed? No, thank you. I don't know what that would be like. No, thank you. I can't even visualize it. Like, what would the person look like? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you see the conjuring girl. <laughs> and even even the exorcism of Emily Rose. That, was, that yeah, uh, yeah. That was, uh-huh. was kind of sad. Like, oh lord, this girl done died. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Wonderful. Um. But I did like the exorcism part. That was pretty intense. Like, this is a strong demon. She's upset. She's upset. Not she's upset, Lord. She's upset. <laughs> she's pissed. She's pissed. She pissed. teed off. Right, right. She's write the manager. Right. <laughs> right. She's going to have a bitch fit. Right, right. And I did say, like, silly commentary like that during the film to try and yes, to help save. Right. She's a little pissed off. <laughs> angry. No, no. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, there was one part that I did laugh on. It was before things got pretty intense. It was where the whole family was in the living room. Mm-hmm. It was after one of the... Um, I guess workers saw the maid in one of the dens. Okay. And they went back into the living area and the girl's hair started lifting up. Uh-huh. And when her sister said, um, Nancy, I was like, oh, she said, um, Nancy. <laughs> Just like, um, Nancy. Girl, hey, girl. Uh, your hair is lifting up. <laughs> like she had food in her teeth. Hey, right. Um, you know, and then when they had to cut her hair off, I was like, oh, I guess that worked that's bad now your hair is just messed up i'm sorry girl mm. that did make me chuckle a little bit just that little that little part right there mm-hmm. yes but so overall on a scale of one to ten i would give the conjuring i'd give it a seven okay i think it's a good halloween movie to watch it's a fun um, I think it's a good group Halloween movie. Yeah. Like I would show it at if I had a if I had a sleepover with some girlfriends and we we're just mm-hmm. all scary movies. I'd put that on. Yeah. It wasn't as jumpy as I thought it was gonna be, but it 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 was still jumpy. Yeah, there's some jump scares in it, but I think that I mean it was made in 2013, mm-hmm. um, so you're gonna have some jump scares in there. You know, mm-hmm. people love a good jump scare, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I thought the casting was well. I love Vera Farmiga. I really yes. love her. I love her. Um, there were so many girl. The girls. Oh my gosh, Joey King. She's so yes, young. Joey. 
Yes, and Mackenzie Foy, who is from Twilight, play Renee's name, that trifling name. Um, she was <sighs> older in this role. So, was that right? Yeah, she was, she was, she was kind of Yeah, if it came out in 2013, she's a bit older. Yeah, yeah so this must have, so she must have not been too far from filming Breaking Dawn, because she looked about the same age in Breaking Dawn that she did in um, mm. Conjuring. Okay. Um. But that was I like Joey King. I think she's a talented actress. Yeah, I like her a lot. She's grown up a lot. But um, yeah, I thought the casting was well. I do like the guy who played the dad. Um, and the other things I've seen him, I did enjoy his um character. Burger. Jack Burger. Yes, Burger. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So yeah, that is my. Review of The Conjuring. I, I I will say I did it. Would I watch it again? No. Not by myself. No. Okay. No. I'll watch it with somebody else. Sure. But so I, you would watch it again just with someone else? And someone else. But I wouldn't, like, first thing say, ooh, let's watch The Conjuring during Scary Movie Night. Sure. I have other options. Like, The Conjuring wouldn't be in my scary movie watching category. That's fine. You have other options, yeah. But if somebody were to put it on at a scary movie night, yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, I watched it. Eh, it's fine. I can watch it again. Yeah. So it's not. It's like okay, you can watch it, um, but it's not gonna be like your first go-to. I feel like you're more of a slasher movie watcher than a than like a a supernatural watcher. Yeah, I think um, with with um a lot of movies I do with demons and paranormal activity those freak me out yeah because that stuff happens so I can really only watch those once yeah I like to revisit them again because it no. does kind of freak me out yeah but the conjuring was not as freaky as like paranormal activity that was just freaky even though they yes didn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like Blair Witch Project. Paranormal activity is not, like, real, but... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they make it look like it's real, so that makes it, like, more frightening. Right. Yeah, yeah. And just the thought of knowing that people do get possessed, they do mm-hmm. have exorcism, like, that real stuff. But a good slasher movie during Halloween? Yeah! It's fun! Yeah! <laughs> I'll call him back. Who's calling? No, why am I go right past? Oh, oh, I was gonna say, okay, like yeah, if you need to get no, it, girl, okay. no, girl, no, 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 we gonna be on the phone. All right, I will call you later. Yeah. All right, uh, yes, I will say that when I first saw The Conjuring, I watched it by myself. I wanted to see it for so long. I'd been wanting to see it because it came out in 2013, mm-hmm. and I was just not in the right mind frame in 2013. That's when my dad passed. But um, I think I watched it. It came out on HBO because I think oh. The Conjuring. Yeah, it came out once it came out on HBO. I was like, yeah. yes, finally, I'm gonna watch <laughs> this movie. And yeah. I had heard stuff about Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, which they're the demonologists who were like in their like doing their thug fizzle. Um, yeah. But yeah, Ed and Lorraine Warren, actual people, actual people who worked with the clergy um, for issues where people's houses had were haunted and people were possessed so just hearing chronicles about their stories i had heard through the grapevine about ed and lorraine so i was like that intrigued me because i'm like well they they do a lot of work i know 
uh, Lorraine would talk about how she felt drained and like all the work that goes into it. Um, but yes, I knew um, when I saw the trailer and then you, mm-hmm. the way that they did the trailer was chef's kiss brilliant. Cause the way that they did the trailer, I don't know if you remember Danny, they had some of the daughters who lived in the house, like talk about what happened Oh. In the trailer, so it would like be a daughter, and she's like, "Yeah, one night, da da da," and she's like, "And then it was this, and then it was this." So they had some of the daughters actually do like part of the trailer, like huh. one of the trailers. I remember that. Oh. So, yes, and hmm. so that intrigued me, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta see it." And so huh. I I watched it. It was the daytime. Yeah. Watching the daytime, cleaning the house. And I was like, "This is actually a solid film." Yeah. Like, this is a solid film. And I've mm-hmm. never been a big horror movie film watcher. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, this is a solid film. And so, when I was watching The Exorcist, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, like, you know what? I could probably cut on The Conjurer right now and clean the house and not hear anything about it. Yeah. Because I just, like, I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, The Conjuring had led me to see The Conjuring 2 and then The mm-hmm. Conjuring 3. Mm-hmm. Cause that, cause how, how much I liked the first one. Right. I was like, oh yeah, let me give the second and third one a chance. Now the second and third ones, they are still based on actual work that Ed and Lorraine Warren did. Mm-hmm. But I, I told Danny earlier they took some liberties with the stories in the second and third one to where it's like, mm. uh, but yes. Um, my I love The Conjuring. I think it's a great horror movie. Unlike Danny, if somebody's like, "Let's have a scary movie night," I would put The Conjuring on the list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would. Yes. That's just me. Yes. But I'm so proud of you, Danny, that you watched it. Thanks. I was happy that it was on Netflix. Yeah. Um, it came at the right moment. So you just spoke it into existence of doing face to face. I was like, oh, yay. All of them are on Netflix, actually. The Conjuring. All three of them? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Yeah, they put the I whole, I guess, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're yeah. all on there. It it wanted me to watch Conjuring 2. I was like, I'm good. I watched Frasier afterwards and, okay. um, and then Chappelle's special. So okay. that capped off my night, you know. But I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I saw you did it, it Danny. Yes. You yes. faced your fear. Do you yes. think that you had overhyped it in your mind? Like, ah, and then you watched it and you're like, oh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I thought it was going to be more intense, like how they did paranormal activity. Like, that was, like, as young as we were when paranormal yeah. activity came out. You know how everything is just so dramatic. Right. Um, I thought it was going to be like that. So I was like, I don't want to watch something like that again. I don't no. want to do that. No. Um, no. No. But yeah, it, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. Eh. 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 yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. The uh, in everyone. Everyone. Yes. Everyone. Yes. So. Now we move on to another form of demon tree and exorcist. Yes, my turn. So as we previously stated, I watched the film The Exorcist. Um, Like I said, it came out in 1973. 
Um, a summary of the film, I'm going to go to the IMDb, yeah. is that a 12, when a 12-year-old girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her. Um, so the, the girl in the story is Linda Blair. And my mom would always make the joke when I was on my little time, when I was yes. younger, and be like irrational. She's like, all right, Linda Blair. Oh, wow. Now I understand. Wow. I wasn't that bad. I wasn't that bad, but like, that's the joke. Woo. <laughs> that's that the is joke. hilarious. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> so um, I watched it. Now, before I watched it, I told my mom the, the premise of our episode today. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you won't think it's scary. She's like, it was scary in the 70s. My mom used to go watch it at this drive-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, with her friend she's like yeah it was scary in the 70s when I was like a teenager she's like but you won't find it scary now she's like because it's like 70s scary she's like you'll be fine she's like it's not scary um and so I was like okay and then of course with my procedure coming up Danny my bed it rises nice so we, now we have a joke about that about how I can self-rise my bed. Like, wow. Wow. So, <laughs> when it first started, I didn't expect, I will say, number one, I didn't expect the film to be as long as it was. Mm-hmm. And there were some parts of it where I was like, this is unnecessary. You can really take this up. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the getting. Right. Let's yes. get to the meat and the chili. Mm-hmm. So, I when I was watching it, of course, Ellen Burstyn, classic Hollywood actress. Um, she plays Reagan's mom. Um, and she's like a she's like an actress and she's like shooting. But the film starts and it's one of the priests that's involved and he's in a foreign country. It's in it looks like it's in the Middle East and he finds like an artifact. So it's like, huh, okay. Then it leads you to um the girl, Reagan, and her mama's house. And um the one thing that I will say, when it kicked off and Reagan's in the basement and spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, Reagan's mom sees that she's been playing with a Ouija board. Now, I know as soon as I'm like, here we go. She's mm-hmm. playing with a Ouija board. That's that's where it starts. Don't I would never have never would never whenever I know you don't mess with the Ouija board because every time I've heard somebody talking about a Ouija board. No good, because you opening <laughs> portals that you don't, you, you messing with stuff that you don't know what you're messing with. Mm. Messing with stuff and you don't know what you're messing with. Go ahead and open up that portal if you want to, girl. Mm-hmm. I don't mess with a Ouija board. Right, right. I will not go near it. When mm-hmm. it was at Toys R Us, and mm-hmm. they were like, remember, like, oh, yeah, like, People whenever it's like Halloween time, mm-hmm. they would market Ouija boards. And it was like, oh, hell no. We're not bringing that in this house. Uh, don't uh, mess with a Ouija board. Don't do it. Because the little girl, Reagan, played by Linda Blair, she had been talking to a spirit through a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. And his name yeah. was Captain Howdy. And I was like, mm. oh, no. Yeah. But I was like, don't mess with a Ouija board. That's number one. Mm-hmm. All the stuff started happening. I started messing with the Ouija board. Yes. So she like she got sick, and so they were taking her to the hospital. Mom couldn't figure out what's going on, like, and then she she ended up sleeping in her mom's bed one night. And the mom's like, "Girl, what you doing in here?" And she's like, "My bed keeps shaking, like I can't go to bed, mom." And so 
all the stuff is like happening. And then she like you hear her scream in the middle of the night. The mom gets up in the bed, like moving like ah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh no. And so the mom is telling all these doctors, like, this is not just a convulsion. Like, this is not like listen to me. This is not what y'all saying it is. The bed was moving even with me on it. And the doctors are like trying to science scientifically explain it away. Where it's like, y'all. <laughs> this is there because they were in a place where it's like landlocked, so you're not really gonna get earthquakes, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, y'all. Mm-hmm. Now come on, right? And they just couldn't figure it out, like what was wrong with Reagan, like why she kept getting sicker. She was having outbursts. There was the scene where she comes down to the party and she just pees on the carpet. Yes, like, like oh, okay. Like oh boy, okay. Yeah. But, you know, I, in doing my research, because there is a scene where they have to kind of do something with her carotid artery, and they, like, poke her, and then blood comes out. Some people said that that was more terrifying to them than other parts of the film, because of the blood that comes out. I was like, I could see that. I agree. Yeah. 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 So when the blood came blood. out, I was like, ah. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't, like, flasher. It was, it was right. like, it, like, spurts out. They uh-huh. don't do procedures like that anymore. But, yeah. As it goes on and on, she gets more and more possessed, and she, like, has outbursts, and, like, sometimes it's Reagan, sometimes it's not. Um, So they have to hypnotize her, and like Danny said, like, there's a smell. Like, it's a a bad smell. And so they hypnotize her, and the doctor's talking. The first time that I laughed was when the doctor was talking, and they asked if the the spirit can come out, um, and then she grabs the the psychiatrist's balls and she's like ah and I'm like oh no it's an eager beaver and so it that was like okay here we go and then when all this stuff was happening in the house um where like I said the movie was unnecessarily long because the young priest when even when he went to go see Reagan and she was full of you could tell like okay now this, this is something else. Even he was saying, like, no, I don't know if she's possessed. I don't know. I don't want to. Girl. <laughs> even then, I was like, bruh, you walk in that room. And if, if I even peered open that door, I'd be like, I'm good. I'm going to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to depart. Mm-hmm. One, it's cold. Mm-hmm. Two, it's something, something, something. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the church. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna light a candle. Say a mm-hmm. little prayer for you. Yeah. Wish you the best, girl, because this ain't it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when all the stuff was happening, like I said, she gets more and more possessed. Eventually, like because she keeps on hitting people, um, there was a scene when Ellen burst. In. She had the sunglasses on and the scarf. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um. And she's like, I'm telling these people they're not listening to me. And all that stuff happening with, like, the head twisting around. I had seen, like, little snippets of those scenes throughout my life anyway. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't a surprise to me. Um, when it's, like, sedated and then they go and they see her skin and it says, help me on it. I heard, I've heard about that part. Mm-hmm. The part that got me, which, spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The part that got me. It was the old priest and the young priest. The old priest, when he showed up, 
the demon was like, ah! And you hear the... That made me laugh. That was so terrible. When he's at the bottom of the steps, you just hear, ah! <laughs> like, ow! <laughs> okay! <laughs> and some of the, the dialogue, the things that they were talking to, I'm like, what is happening? We just sitting here shooting the shit. What are you doing? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, this is like, like we just having a conversation. It's like, oh, yeah, let's talk. Like, sure. But they were, like, going at it. Like, the effects for the 70s, I will say, listen, for 1973, man, them effects were like, all right, y'all. Yes, this. Mm -hmm. All right. All Mm -hmm. right, y'all. All right, Mm -hmm. y'all. All right. And because it won two Oscars, one for best writing and two for best sound, which absolutely well Very deserved nice. mm-hmm. i know that they had some cows mooing out uh, on if in the sounds like this sounds like a dying cow yeah they uh, had all kinds of sounds in there great sound great uh-huh. writing mm-hmm. but even the effect it was like for 1973 y'all put y'all's foot in that mm-hmm. y'all did that mm-hmm. um but the the part that got me um because like Danny, you said in The Conjuring, you had some scary moments. Yes. The part that got me was when, okay, so there's the old priest and the young priest. And they did the mm-hmm. first one where like it, like the demon was like, ah, all this stuff going crazy. Ah, and then mm-hmm. like levitated and yeah. then went back down and the young priest had to tie it back up. Right. And then the, the old priest tells the young priest, don't listen to it. It's a liar. That, you know, the devil is a liar. We've been saying that since church. Right. Don't listen to it. It's mm-hmm. gonna tell you things you ain't trying to hear it. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, the young priest it got in its head, and then the old priest, cause cause the the demon like takes on the the young priest's mom's voice, and it's like don't listen, don't listen. He's listening, so the old priest's like, all right, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. You you gotta go. Get out. Get leave. Mm-hmm. So he does leave, and he goes downstairs, and the mom's like, is she gonna die? And he's like, no. But he had left the old priest in the room. Mind you, when the old priest left, it was tied up. But you can see it can untie itself. Because it Mm -hmm. did it when it was levitating. Yes. Great Dua Lipa song. But when it was levitating, it untied itself. So you can see that it can untie itself. Mm -hmm. So he left the old priest in there. Then the young priest goes in. And... Linda Blair, the demon is loose. Not like like running around loose. It's just sitting on the edge of the bed. And I was like, oh, shit. And the <laughs> priest is like keeled over on the bed. And it's just at the edge of the bed, like looking like, hello. What did I, hello. What's up? Did I do that? It was a very like, did I do that moment? When it was sitting at the edge of the bed, Danny, I was like, all right. All right, yeah. that that got me where I was like, ah! <laughs> that part got me. And then they like the the young priest figures out how to defeat it when he when he grabbed it and threw it on the floor. <laughs> I was like, oh no! Oh. It's WWE in this bitch. Yes, WWE. But he was fed up, and so he when he was saying, take me, take me, take me, and it was like, all right, and so. When it reversed and like the the priest like had to like control it within itself, I thought it was the effect that they did was real cool, where it like flips 
back from like the priest being himself to being the demon to being himself and then he like all right i have to like he has to threw himself out the window yeah mm-hmm. and killed it mm-hmm. um and so overall i think that it like for 73 solid film i understand why like in 73 why people were like oh no um yeah. mm-hmm. fully understand it the effects the dialogue the writing it's actually a solid film Mm-hmm. It's a solid film. That's how I can say that for The Conjuring. It's a solid film. Mm-hmm. The effect, even now, like, y'all, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You can tell kind of when it's Linda Blair and when it's Linda Blair's stunt double, because I've, I've seen, there was like a documentary on it I watched a while ago. That the, the stunt double had to come in and do some things because Linda Blair, mind you, she was a minor when this movie got made. So there's something mm-hmm. that Linda could do and some things that she couldn't. So they had to go back and forth between the stunt double and her. Mm-hmm. But overall, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would give it a solid 8. Nice! The only reason was that I wouldn't give it a higher count was because it, it, some of the scenes in there were unnecessary. Oh, okay. Some of the dialogue in there was unnecessary. Some of it Mm -hmm. was long-winded. Yeah. Um, But overall, I think it's a solid film. Um, Nice. Will I watch again? No. Yeah. There, there were sequels to it as well. There were. Yes. Sequels to it as well, but I heard the sequels are trash. Um. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference, like we were saying, like, like the the Emily Rose, the Exorcism of Emily Rose, Mm -hmm. where there was actually a court case about it where they had to determine like, was she actually possessed or was she schizophrenic? Mm-hmm. Did she have other stuff going on with her? Um, this is a case where it ain't no question in it. Her face is different. Her eyes are different. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I'd give it a solid eight. It wasn't as scary as I thought it would be it's still a trip like it's still trippy as hell like mm-hmm. i'll probably be reflected on it like damn like oof, that was trippy mm-hmm. um and it is based on it that one is based on a true story as well where mm-hmm. he was a, a little boy but he was in uh a, like a, a an asylum mm-hmm. yeah so it's based off that but like i said i would give it a solid eight good storytelling solid script definitely deserve that academy award for best writing that was solid writing mm-hmm. it was just sometimes long-winded mm-hmm. great film but will i watch again no there you go i am proud of myself that i faced my fear and that i watched a movie that i said i was never gonna watch yes and i'm proud of myself that i did it yay and there there were some scenes where it was, where it was fun See, I told you there were some funny scenes. I'm like, oh, she slapped hell out of her mom. <laughs> yes, the demon was, the demon makes the movie. I was laughing at the demon. It was like, what did you just say? Yes, oh, yes. No. The demon was hilarious. Like, oh, this is a fun demon. I like, I like you. I, oh, no, I don't no. want you. No, but you're no, funny. No, 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 not all that. But you're funny. You're funny. This is funny. Like when he opened up the drawer. And the priest is like, did you do that? And he's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> they just sit there talking, like, Danny, this is the bait. People can't see us, obviously, but the fans like, hmm. Right. I could have. I mean, when, when he killed the priest and the other priest walked in the room and it was like, hey, girl. Yeah. Like, wow. 
Wow. I said, oh, no. Yeah. I'm telling you, that is the part that got me, where it was just sitting at the edge of the bed. And then I was like, that <laughs> fucked me up. That part was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that demon was intense. Intense. Woo. Uh-huh. Yes. And then Reagan was good like nothing happened. She didn't even remember it. Like remember. she's like I she does remember it. She had the scars on her face, but when yeah. at the end of the movies, poor poor dear, when she saw the priest collar, oh and she yeah, she like gave him a hug and a kiss. Yeah. She didn't remember it. She just had like the scars on her face, obviously, right. because when she was possessed, um, like the scarring all over the place. Mm-hmm. When you splash it with holy water, it's scars. Yeah, it's scars. God is your ruler. The power right. of Christ compels you. Yes. Get um, out. Y- y- get out. Um, it was scarring and, yeah. and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that that was sad to see that poor yeah. little girl. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Linda Blair, uh, she hasn't, like, she did the, the second one and she did the third one, I think, but she didn't really do a whole lot of act. She's famous for this role. The Exorcist. Yeah, The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she also, uh-huh, she dated Rick James. You know that, right? No. Interesting. Yeah, yeah she dated Rick James. And turns oh. out the song Cold Blooded is about uh-huh. Linda Blair. Oh, that's. Uh, that's all right. Yes, because Very she got nice. pregnant. Allegedly, this is all alleged. She got uh-huh. pregnant and she had an abortion. Uh huh. And she told Rick after the fact. Uh huh. So and it so was Rick's. It was Rick's, and oh, so okay. mm-hmm. yeah, she ain't tell him. And so that's what the song "Cold Blooded" is about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. but Linda Blair in all her interviews, she is a lovely woman. She's beautiful. Beautiful. She's Mm -hmm. aging well. You know, like, uh, obviously, playing that kind of a role, it can take a toll on your brain. And she was a kid, too. A kid. And so Mm -hmm. I think there was a lot of stuff happening with the crew afterwards. Turns out the dude that was running, like, the radiologist that was running Uh the machine. Uh You you heard the story about him, right? Yeah. What happened to him? He was a murderer. Murderer. He had killed somebody, but then in jail, he confessed to a bunch of other murders. But he only got, like, he was only sentenced to, like, 20 years. But he got out, and he had five years of parole. Oh, sure. Okay. And he killed someone. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. But, yes, um, Danny had watched wow. it, and Danny had told me, girl, it's it's not scary. She's like, it's, it's not. She's like, it's not scary. It's mm-hmm. not. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then when it was like, the episode's going to fall on Halloween. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Let's put on our big girl panties and face our fears. And now we can say we've done it. Yes, yes. The 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 nice thing about The Exorcist is that all the good meaty stuff does happen in the last 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I really, like, when I watched, I was like, Oh wow, that it's it's all at the end. Like the part that you the parts that you really mm-hmm. want to watch are towards the end of the movie. And I was like, interesting. Right. So But there yeah. is a progression. Like it's not like it just like, jumps out at you. There's a progression because uh-huh. she gets sicker and sicker and sicker. Right. And she's like, mm-hmm. it, there's a part where it's like Reagan and then sometimes it's the demon and then sometimes right. it's Reagan and then mm-hmm. she's like trying it's like an inner battle like she doesn't know what, what to, to do. do yeah and then eventually she just gets completely taken over 
Right. And mm-hmm. the only way that she can send a message is by scarring herself. Yeah. Saying, mm-hmm. help me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that that part didn't scare <laughs> I told you, the one part that got me. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember which part got me in the movie. Mm. Probably when the priest killed himself. It's like, dang. He jumped out the window? Yeah, that, I, I, I didn't see that coming, but I'm like, oh, it makes sense. But I, yeah, that part, that part got me. Like, dang. And I think right. her levitating, because it was so silent. I mean, it was so silent. quiet. And she just was, I was like, this is so eerie. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was so quiet. Like, this is weird. Weird, 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 weird. But the yes. screaming part from when they were down, that made me laugh, too. I was. Oh, And when he showed up. Hilarious. And, like, because, you know, you could feel, you could feel the spirit of God. Really. Yes. When he showed up and the demon's eyes were like, rut row. Yes. Like, I was like, oh, you in trouble now, bitch. Yes. Oh, it was so, it was, it was comedic. There were definitely comedic reliefs in, in, um, in the movie. So I have yeah. met the demon, the lady who played the demon. And she was at the, oh, my her for, um, the lady who was the stunt double who played the oh, demon. Yeah, I met her. Yeah, she was at the Mile High Horror Film Festival. She has the times that I work at the festival. She was there just about every year. And she's itty bitty, real tiny. But I mean, she had her merchandise there and was signing. So people are like, oh, my gosh, as a kid, you freaked me out. Or I remember this when I was a kid. Or wow, you just totally made my horror experience as a child. So that was really cool. Um she is kind of frightening in person. Really? Yes, she is kind of frightening in person. <laughs> Yikes, bro. Yikes, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was very nice. It was really cool to talk with her. And yeah, she she's real approachable. Um, I'm sure she goes to all of the horror film festivals. I mean, because she... She was made famous from that movie, too. I mean, we don't know. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even tell you her name. Um, no, I yeah, I don't remember her name. But, yeah, I mean, she she was a big part of the movie as well because they, they had to use a stunt double. Um, so, yeah, it was it was really cool to meet her. Like, wow. And this is at the time when I didn't watch The Exorcist. Okay. So I watched it afterwards, after I was done working at the, um, the festival. But mm-hmm. it was so really cool that she was there yes yeah yeah I can't remember if there was one year where Linda Blair came to the festival oh that'd be cool I can't remember I don't remember yeah I I don't know if I was there um yeah but I'm sure at some point they'll probably get Linda Blair to be at the festival yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure she her money is in tours and in mm-hmm. conferences and mm-hmm. speaking engagements. Yeah. I'm sure that's her bread and butter. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So good. You know, there was one point that I did not mention from The Conjuring because when you mm-hmm. mentioned cold water, and it was when they were when the um the uh, guy in The Conjuring was splashing holy water on the demon and then the mm-hmm. glass broke. Oh yeah. Oh, we have no more holy water. Like, what are we going to do now? 
what are we gonna do now? The and I will say the part of the conjuring that got me was when the they put the sheet over the mom and yeah. then like it rips through it rips. and you see the face change and I was like, ah yeah. <laughs> that got me. That was freaky. Yeah, and the blood that came out, like ah like, that was oh, I was yeah. Like, ah, yeah, that was freaky. But I was so sad when the bottle of holy water broke. Like, well, hmm. <laughs> like, well, hmm. Good luck, y'all. Oh, yeah. And then at the scene that got me in the exorcist, when the holy water was on the floor and it had poured out, I said, oh, oh. Why, why is the water coming out? We need all of it we can get. Right. We need all of it we can get. And don't leave one priest alone. Yeah, that's just bad. That's just bad. <laughs> have a third on on standby. You if know, one can have a third on standby. Because I feel like if the young priest would have stayed in there, uh, old priest would have been all right. Right. Yes, I feel you. At least need two people in a room. In a room. Because I don't. I wouldn't want to mess with that. Even if I have the power of Christ on my side. No, you. Somebody needs to be. I need back up. Okay. I need, I need a choir. I need a deacon. I need. <laughs> yes, that's why your your redoing of The Exorcist is so funny. It as yes. a black exploitation film and the choir yes. in the basement at the yes. bottom. Absolutely, yes. we need all prayer warriors present See. and accounted for. See. Get See. in here. See. See. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is very ironic that we both watched films that deal with demons and exorcists. I didn't realize it until we both were talking about our friends. Like, yeah. Oh, we watched two that. Supernatural end. stuff. The only, the only supernatural film that I've liked has been The Conjuring. Like, I've seen <laughs> Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby wasn't scary. It's just, like, suspenseful. And you have to I figure have out. I, I, um, I would give Rosemary's Baby, like, a seven, just because I love Mia Farrow and I love like how iconic uh-huh. her haircut was, but oh, it's yeah. really that one's a psychological thriller because you have to figure out if she's really crazy mm-hmm. or if the people around her are actually up to the shit that she thinks that they are. Nice, that's a fun one. That's your goal. That's your that's goal fun. in Rosemary's Baby, and then at the end of the movie, you're like, oh, okay, 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 yeah. Very nice. Yeah. But yeah. When, since you've seen, since you saw The Exorcist, we each gave our rating for yes. what we would rate. You said what you would rate The Conjuring. I said <laughs> what I would rate The Exorcist. What would you rate The Exorcist on a scale of one to ten? Um, I would eight it. Uh, eight it. I would rate it an eight as well. Yeah, okay. just because it's so classic, and I feel it's a movie that honestly everybody should see. Uh, just because it. I mean, it's on TV a lot. It was just on TV the other night. Yeah, um, but I mean, if you're a big horror film, scary movie person, I feel The Exorcist should be in your repertoire. You don't have to own it, yeah. but I feel like you should watch it just because it's such a cult movie, and a lot yes. of people, a lot of people, just talk about it from their kid memories, or you know, yeah, I, I feel just a lot of people talk about it. So I'm gonna go with an eight as well, maybe even eight and a half. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. cool. It's cool. What about The Conjuring for you? Yo, Conjuring is at least eight and a half for me. The Conjuring yeah. is so good. I yeah. love that movie. 
Mm-hmm. I might watch it today. The Conjuring. Like I said, I can turn the Conjuring on right now. I ain't turning the Exorcist on right now. I've watched the Conjuring right now. I could watch yeah. it, no problem. Have no issues watching it. I will say that I will. I watched the Exorcist in the morning. I watched uh-huh. it this morning. Yes. Cause like I'm gonna watch it in the daytime. You know. Um, I'm gonna watch Love After Lockup to cleanse my palate. All right. All right. After mm-hmm. I take after I, I eat some lunch and take. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad that I did it, but it's like, oh, I need I need a break. See, that's why I watched Frasier after I watched Wonderful. Need to get it out. I feel like I always have to watch something happy after I watch something that's like horrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Need to do that, and I need to do that. Uh, but yes, feature friends, if there is a film that you are afraid to watch, or that you're like, I would never see that movie. It's gonna scare me. <laughs> Not because you don't want to see the movie because it looks like trash. Because there's plenty of movies. There's plenty like of those. That. But if you are afraid to watch a movie, face your fears. Mm-hmm. Do it. It's 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 it is empowering to be like, I did it. I did it. Now the aftermath of what Danny and I will go through since we did it, Lord. But no, I'm fine because I I okay. I watched Fraser, so I'm good. I slept well. Okay, and I think once I watch Love After Lockup, I'll be like, all right, yeah, you're gonna be all right. Who just need to cleanse my palate? I I prayed before I watched it. I just I know that God knew. And that God has got us. I ain't worried about nothing. Uh, I can't remember how I went into watching the Exorcist. I was like, I'm just gonna watch it. <laughs> I was like, eh, I've always wanted to watch it. Let me, let me let me just put this movie on. I was like, yeah. oh, hmm. wow, this is not what I thought it was gonna be. Hmm. Wow, right. This, this is great. It's this is exactly great time. what I thought it was gonna be. It is exactly what I thought it was gonna be. But I did not initially think I was going to laugh with everyone that comes in. So I was like, this yep. Is- I didn't expect laughter either, but I was like, oh, yeah. It's like, this is. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Like, Maybe. Girl. <laughs> like, okay, so we just in here kicking it. All right. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, feature friends, please, we implore you, do it. Make sure you have something else queued up afterwards to cleanse your palate. Mm-hmm. But do it, and we are proud of you in advance. Yay! Happy Halloween, all. Yeah. Woo! Well, yeah. with that, Danny, you know what time mm-hmm. it is. It's time for our favorite portion of the show. Yes! It's time for this week. In Yes, Danny. So yes. first and foremost, you know, we were talking at the beginning of the show about how a lot of things happen in the film industry after mm-hmm. we recorded. One of mm-hmm. those being the unfortunate incident that occurred on the set of Alec Baldwin's film Rust, mm-hmm. where unfortunately Alec Baldwin had fired what was supposed to be a, 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 it was a prop gun. Um, it, you're not supposed to have live rounds in a pop gun. Um, but live rounds were in there. He fired, and unfortunately, it hit someone on the crew, and she passed away. Yep. She was the cinematographer for the movie. Unfortunately, um, the cinematographer that passed was um, Helena Hutchins. Her, uh, there's already been a foundation kind of started in her name, but it was just so unfortunate 
that this happened because honestly it didn't have to um Mm -hmm. before the show danny and i were talking about how there were a number of issues that were reported on that set Mm -hmm. and this is not just something that happened out of the blue necessarily now that's based on reports that have been given from the scene and and them using non-union workers all kinds of stuff that played in here Mm -hmm. but this incident is just one of many that led up to this happening on this set. This was a janky set. Yeah, it seemed pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. Um, so the latest thing that has come out is that the armorer on the set said she had no idea that there were live rounds mm-hmm. on set. And her name is Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. And she released a statement yesterday through her attorneys um, saying that the live rounds were recovered by the Santa Fe County Sheriff Sheriff's Office, or I'm sorry, the Santa Fe County Sheriff. Um, and uh, she said that the whole production was unsafe, as Jazz was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, Gutierrez Reed says she's devastated and completely beside herself over the events that have transpired and um she says that all the reports that are coming out have falsely portrayed her um she said she never witnessed anyone shoot live rounds with the guns nor would she permit it um she also said she also claims that the firearms were locked up every night and at lunch, and there's no way a single one of them was unaccounted for or being shot by crew members. So um, she was hired for two positions in the production, which she said made it difficult to do her job. And she fought for training days to maintain weapons and proper time to prepare for gunfire, but ultimately was overruled by production and her department. Mm-hmm. Ish. So now the investigation um, is on her and Alec Baldwin. Um, so there, no charges have been fired yet. Nothing, because the investigation is still going on. Um Let's see, there's a third search warrant that was filed on Wednesday. Um, Let's see, there was also something about if charges are filed, some of this could be against Alec Baldwin. Whoa! Yeah, that's like, it's just a very much if, like, how all of this could play out. Like, um, I guess it's all, yeah, I guess it's all of... You know, like, should should somebody have told Alec or should Alec have checked himself? I, I don't know how the whole law works, yeah. but um, it's all very, very interesting. Woo! Um, okay, so the Santa Fe County District Attorney's Office and Sheriff's Office have said the investigation could take several months. Um, The sheriff said during the Wednesday press conference that it's still too early to comment on charges, but that arrests will be made if warranted. Fair. So, um, yeah. All very, 
very, very sad. I would want to look back and see about the um, the set death of um, Bruce Lee's son on The Crow. Oh, yeah. Brandon Lee. It was the same thing. It was the same thing. Yeah. Same like how thing. all of that played out and if this may mirror that or I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to have to go back and read how all of that went down. But. You know, like as soon as I heard about this happen on Russ, I was like, immediately. oh my gosh, yeah. you think of the crow. Immediately like, I went to the crow. That's the immediately. Yep. Everybody immediately. knows that. Like, oh Lord, Brandon Lee done that. Oh Lord. No, no, no. Awful. Just mm-hmm. super, super sad. She leaves a behind, she leaves behind a um, husband and a little boy. Yeah, it's really sad. So, it, and it's really upsetting because it was most definitely preventable. Um, yes, we will definitely keep our eyes out on what's going to happen with this story. And like Danny said, um, she's going to kind of look at what happened with Brandon Lee's death and and all that stuff because I think that's kind of part of why The Crow is such a cult classic because yeah. of what happened on the set. Mm-hmm. And he died before the movie was finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Next oh, up, yeah. Danny, there's a movie that you watched. Another I did. movie. I did. did. I did. I did. So I took a stab at watching Dune, and I say taking a stab because I'll mm-hmm. explain why. So um, it is on HBO Max if you want to watch yourself. So I have said multiple times on our lovely podcast that I like. I, I do like sci-fi. I'm very picky with my sci-fi. There are certain movies that I'll watch. Um, Dune was hard for me to really pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually texted my mom during the movie. I was like, did you watch Dune back in like the 80s? Or did you read the book? And she was like, mm-hmm. no, I, I haven't. No, I've never heard of it. She was like, why? I was like, well, the remake just came out and it's on HBO. My parents don't have HBO. Um, so she was like, oh, well, you know, but thanks for letting me know. I was like, yeah. But I told her, I was like, it's really sci-fi, so you may like it. I'm having a tough time staying focused with this movie. Um, so there was that little nugget. So um, I watched Dune because I love Timothy Chalamet, Jazz and I both do, and then Jason Momoa was in there. And we were also talking about the all-star cast that is in there. So I mainly watched it for the cast. And, but I also had an open mind. I was like, well, maybe I'll really like the movie as well, the story. It was, as I said, it was just really tough for me to pay attention. Um, The movie is slow. It's very slow. The story development, it took a while. Um, and there's a lot of terms and names and events that happened that I, 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 I kind of just gave up. Um, so I asked people at work, I said, okay, I'm not a big sci-fi person, but I wanted to watch it. And I said, as a sci-fi fanatic, is this movie well done? And the two people said, yes. I said, okay, so it's just me. It's just me. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a big sci-fi person, if you don't like Star Wars, I'm not a big Star Wars person. I don't recommend Dune. I really wouldn't even try and watch it, honestly. Wow. 
Yeah, because it really gave me Star Wars vibes. Mm-hmm. And I my attention span for Star Wars Girl wasn't there fan. either. Yeah, it wasn't there. So, and my coworker said that. She was like, yeah, Dune is kind of like a, like a, I don't know, like a branch off of Star Wars. I'm like, oh, that's why I didn't like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, but I'd say if you really are into sci-fi and really kind of quirky and, you know, futuristic um genres then I think you would enjoy Dune now one of my co-workers he did also say that it was very slow moving but he did enjoy it and he's excited to see Dune part two so there is a part two that is coming out 2023 oh that soon yeah yeah so it'll be here before we know um so he is excited to watch the second part and he said at the end he was like it was just getting good and I was like, oh, it, it was, it was. After two and a half hours, <laughs> the end, it was just yes. getting good. Absolutely he said it not. was just getting good. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. Uh, but so, yeah, definitely not for you, Jazz. It was not for me. But, hey, if you know any sci-fi people in your crew, tell them to watch Dune if they have not or if they watched it. I'm sure they have the same review as other sci-fi people that I know. All right. That's yep. Danny. Danny does do. I attempted it. I was actually, I was actually more proud of that than the conjuring. Cause I knew going into it, I was like, this is going to be tough for me to watch. Cause the preview was a little confusing to me. Like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. But Hey, I tried it. You did. I'm proud of you, girl. Try new things. Yes. Thanks. Thanks. Yes. yes. Another mm-hmm. new thing that came out was the new season and final season of Insecure. Episode <laughs> one had so many funny moments, including when they got robbed by their own friends. Hilarious. Hilarious. Ooh, and the friend took Molly's shoes, but damn so didn't want Issa's. No, no, she did not. Mm-mm. So funny. Yes. Danny, how did you like the first episode of the final season of Insecure? I thought it was a good kickoff. Um, I think Issa set it up nicely, you know, with the main people, you know, back. Um, yeah. Not really going to spoil it. Because um, if you yeah. watch Insecure, you know, you can watch it on HBO. Um, I'm excited for this season just to see how all the characters develop um, and just how it's going to wrap up. I really hope it's it, it's a wrap up of like, ah, yeah, I'm okay with that. That, mm-hmm. that works, Lisa. <laughs> that works. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what did, you, what did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. Um, I know that in interviews, what Issa has been saying is like the way that, and just to get everybody ready, she said the way that it's going to end is going to be like, okay, well, what if we had a season six um, or like season mm. six, season seven? So it's going to, it's going to, it's not going to be like, this is it, this is done. Cause these like are closure. Uh-huh. Right. These are actual people. These are their actual lives. Like it wraps up nicely. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna be like, oh, this is it, this is the end. It's like, well, it's gonna kind of leave you feeling like, okay, well, what if there was a season six? What if there were more seasons to follow? Mm. Um, she did briefly talk about um, whether or not there would be a spinoff. She's like, well, you never know, you know. She's yeah, like, maybe. Um, <laughs> but she's like, the way that we'll wrap it up, it's it's gonna like you'll have closure, but it's yeah. still gonna be like, okay, well, what if there was a season six? Yeah, I could take that. Mm. Yes, yes. Hmm. I wonder if she have a... Oh, oh sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no, okay. Go, go, go. For the spinoff, I wonder who you think it would be, like, which characters the Kelly. spinoff would be. Uh, oh, Kelly. Yeah, she does have a good storyline. That'd be funny. Yeah. Hmm. I could, I could do that. I could do a Kelly spinoff. Especially because hmm. we have her podcast. Penny's oh. Tests. oh, I forgot. Yes, she does have the Penny's Prickle Tests. Oh, yes. 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 But mm. one of the things that kind of came up in this new episode was the use of a very well-known Black sororities letters on a jacket worn by one of the actors who the actress is not a member of the Alpha Cap Alpha sorority. However, the character is uh-huh. a member of the Alpha Cap Alpha sorority, as well as Molly in Insecure. She uh-huh. is a member. So, Danny, what was your opinion on Amanda Seals, um, Amanda Seals' character, Tiffany, uh-huh. uh, who is from season one, it's been known that her and Molly are AKAs. Mm-hmm. What was, what were your thoughts and sentiments as a member of the beautifully well-known illustrious sorority? What was Thank your you. opinion on them using an actual jacket or, or coat mm-hmm. in, in the episode? Well, effort, I also, all of the, is the issue behind it is my, my first thought on it is that this is nothing new um, mm-hmm. because we've been knowing this since the first season of Insecure. So, um, as I say, I'm I'm flattered. I'm flattered. <laughs> um, also, um, knowing Issa in the work that Issa does and how she's just for anybody black, um, Issa likes to keep things authentic. So I can't see Issa making up a sorority or fraternity Mm -hmm. in her show um, because she wants to be authentic, authentically historically black. So she is going to use a historically black sorority. Um, So I, I, I like that. Um, Now in this episode, the first episode you see, um, Tiffany's character played by Amanda Seal. She is wearing a jacket with letters. And as a member of the sorority, I, I at first with the episode, I wasn't even upset by it. I talked to mm-hmm. my other line sisters and sores and all of us were like, uh, this is not really like a thing. <laughs> like, uh, right. all right. Um, why are we upset? Um, but there are plenty of other Greek members, members from different um, orgs, they were like, we were like, oh my God, this is just so bad. Mm-hmm. Now I understand their opinion very much. Like, yeah, I, you're valid. The only thing I would have definitely changed is not to show the letters because 
there myself. Like we, I mean, we pay for those letters. We worked for those letters. Mm-hmm. Um, we put in time to get those letters. There are people that were hazed to get those letters. Like it, there's so much history within those three letters on a jacket, tons of history. So I would have changed and not actually shown letters in the episode. But with the fact that she was wearing pink and green, like we get it. She's an AKA. Yeah, that's fine. I have no issue with that. I mean, I didn't really have an issue with the letters anyway. But in mm-hmm. hindsight, I'm like, ah, she could have done away with that. I wouldn't have shown the letters because that's that's there's such a thin line to cross with that. Is um, it is it the letters on the jacket? Because there is there has been scenes where Molly, because she has the AKA cup mm-hmm. um, on her desk. So is it just showing the letters in general? Like, is the cup also like like a mm point? Um, yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Um, I think if you if you just show pink and green, if you're really into Greek life or if you know the history of black Greek life, you're like, oh, yeah, OK, she's an AK. We get it. You know, like I don't think you really need to. There's definitely subtle things that you can do. Like you can show ivy or you can maybe show a frog or anything that is connected to the sorority stuff, I think you can do that and people automatically know. Okay. Um, but I think letters, that's tough. I think okay. letters, I think a cup is easier, but I think a jacket itself, because that's such a big moment when you yeah. become an AK, you get your jacket with letters on it. Like, that's a big deal. Um, so a jacket is a little bit tougher than Okay. But that's just my take on it. That has been my take on, um, or that has been the take on other, my other line sisters and sores that I know. I don't think my mom knows about it because she doesn't watch the show. Um, but of course, like I know other members of um, Divine Nine organizations that were just dumbfounded. Like, really, Issa? Like, you should have known better. It's... It is how you take it. I right. It's it how you take it. Depends on the person. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Other other members of the sorority that I know that they, they are in the same boat as you, Danny, where they're just kind of like, meh. Yeah, because it always happens, and and it's not just AKA. It's other sororities and oh yeah, communities as well. People like to you know capitalize on who we are and what we do. So it's not new. Um, but I do think it is just good just to, you know, cover your bases and just get permission or even have the conversation. And if it's a no, I'm like, well, you know, you can, you can use the color pink and green. There's no like copyright on color. Right. But like you said, Danny, it's wearing the colors. And even throughout the series, there there's hints at it. Cause when um, Molly, um, and I know this because I rewatched all the seasons just to make sure mm-hmm. I can like be refreshed. Mm-hmm. Before Molly starts her thing with Dro, yeah, she runs into him and his wife mm-hmm. at a cupcake shop, and his wife is like, "Girl, I see you're still trying to rock those ugly colors." And Molly had on a green dress and a pink purse. But mm-hmm. the reason why Dro's wife said that is because Dro's wife is actually a Delta. And mm. Molly says that. And she goes, girl, I didn't even wear this on purpose. She's like, but it's just like a Delta to hate. And then they have like that banter between the two of them. 
thing <laughs> being in season one where you find out that Molly and Tiffany are AKAs because they go to a party at a house, mm-hmm. um, which clearly it's like an alumni party. It's all college people mm-hmm. where they actually do the call. They do the AKA call mm-hmm. when Molly walks in and her and, her and Tiffany see each other. They mm-hmm. actually do the AKA sound that I always hear AKAs do. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. But they do that to each other. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, automatically. Because, yeah. you know, if you know, you know. I'm like, yeah. oh, they're AKAs. Yeah. I would know that sound anywhere. Right, right, so, right. Yes, I, I get it. I don't have a dog in this fight. I didn't pledge. No. So I can only say what I see. I, I right. know people don't really get offended when they see it throughout a different world. Oh, yeah. There, but, there was Tingrin there, too. Right. But hey, oh, I, there, I they were AKs, it. too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a dog in this fight, so. Right. Yeah. But it was a big conversation this past week so yes but what is your other thing for this week in film Danikins? oh regina king she got her fingerprints and foot at grommens the chinese theater in la so proud of her yay now we just need what let me just actually fact check this because i do not believe that she has her Hollywood star. I don't think I, she does. I don't think she does. Um, but let's see. Okay. Do 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 do. Um. Shana. Oh, that's not right. No, they they are wrong. They okay. They're wrong. <laughs> does she have her star? Oh, they are saying, oh, she finally received her star on Holly Walk of Fame. No. Um, so she got her hand prints and footprints, you know, at TLC Chinese Theater, Grommens. Yeah. Um, they are just confusing. This is wrong. This They are two different things. Yeah. They are different things. Um, so whoever wrote this article is just wrong. Um, so Regina King does not have, does not have her, what? I'm so confused. Why are they saying this? This is not walk of, this is not the walk of fame. That's not even capitalized. Hold on. Oh, okay. I see what they're saying. So... So you know how the Holly Walk of Fame goes by Grommens? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's how they're like, oh, she got her Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's not the same That's thing. That's not the same thing. Right, not, not the same thing. So she does not have her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but she does have her hands and footprints at Grommens. So now we just need her to get her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Woohoo! Yes. Um, so um, why this is significant is because her next movie, um, The Harder They Fall, um, will be coming out in, you said theaters. No, it, 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 it's, it's, it's already in select, select theaters theater. right now, but it's going to be yeah. out on Netflix on Wednesday, November 3rd. Yes. 
So this comes at a great time. Of course, Regina King's um, film history goes way, way back. She was in 227. She was in Boys in the Hood. Yes. Um, yes. Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, Friday, A Thin Line Between Love and Hate, Jerry Maguire, Enemy of the State, How Stella Got Her Group Back, Ray, This Christmas, If Bill Street Could Talk. I mean. That's where she got the Oscar, baby. So, oh, yes, she did. Mm-hmm. So much, so much. So we send big congratulations to let me take this real quick. Okay. Hello. 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 Maybe a butt dial. But that's it. Yay. All right. So quickly for me, um, just a few things. Uh, The new trailer came out for Sandra Bullock's new Netflix movie, uh, The Unforgivable, starring both her, um, who is, she got an Academy Award for The Blind Side. Danny and I are both like, "Mm." but um, it also stars Academy Award winner Viola Davis. (laughs) So I'm excited to see that when it comes out on the Netflix. I don't have the exact date, so let me see. Mm. The unforgivable, the unforgivable, the unforgivable, the unforgivable, the unforgivable film. It's coming out November 20th on Netflix. Um, Then in the film King Richard about Venus and Serena's dad, Beyonce has a song coming out. Yay! Yay! Um, So that'll be nice. I always love a B-moment, which... Cameron, uh, Dan and I's college friend, Cameron and I were messaging each other on the Instagram because she was putting up a whole lot of pictures lately. So we were like, what is she up to? Oh, you think a new album's going to oh, come out or something? Up to something. Yeah, we oh, think she's up to something because she's been po- she was posting like crazy. And so uh-huh. we were like, wait a minute. So we have our bank accounts ready. Uh, my husband, just to announce again, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II is going to be in a new Michael Bay movie called Ambulance. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen my husband's trailer, definitely take a look at it. My child's father looks great. Mm-hmm. He looks wonderful in it, driving an ambulance. And that man looks good. I tell yeah. him every day when he walks out the door how much I love and adore him. Yes. He can't wait to be at that premiere. Then mm-hmm. lastly, there is another remake happening. Um, there is going to be a bit of a remake of the film Single White Female from the 90s um, starring Amber Riley and Raven Goodwin. Um, it's going to be called Single Black Woman and it's going to be coming out on Lifetime. So be on the lookout for that. Love that. I love some good Amber Riley. I love her ever since Glee, of course. Yes. 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 Her and her fiance are cute. Oh, that's right. She is engaged. Yes. I'm happy for her. Yes. That was the one that she met through DM, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Like, oh, hey, there's always an exception. All right. And he's got muscles. That's a big Yes, he is. Yeah, they're cute. They are cute. They're very cute. I like them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Danny, what are your film recommendations? What is your film recommendation? Hmm. Um... I am trying to see if I watched any new movies this week. Um, besides The Conjuring. Um, or do I have a movie that I have 
been wanting to see. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to go simple this week and I will say it again. I think it is a staple that you should watch because it is Halloween themed. I think you should watch It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yes! You have to. Yeah. You do. You do. That's all. That's all. It's a quick 30-minute little. Oh, just, yeah. Just love of life. It's a cute little Diddy Bob film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my recommendation. Yes. What is yours? I'm going to keep it on brand with the Halloween theme mm-hmm. and just give a shout out to one of my favorite, unexpectedly favorited Halloween movies ever. Danny and I watched it together at my house during horror movie night with a bunch of our other friends. Ooh. Quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. That's a good quarantine. scary movie. Party. If, if yeah. You, a good jump scare movie. It, mm-hmm. it is, if you like zombie movies. If you like a good jump scare, please watch Quarantine. I might watch Quarantine in about five minutes. That was That's a good, good one. movie. Yeah. Quarantine yep. is solid. And I think that, that we all loved it so much because it, like, it surprised us how good it was. Yes. Agreed. That it surprised one, us. Yes. That one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I recommend man. that. That's on my top list. Of yes. Night. You got to have quarantine in there. You got to. If, if yeah. you have to if you have to have a zombie one, quarantine is a great choice, man. Great mm-hmm. choice. Quarantine is a good one. So okay. that is my movie recommendation. Danny, where can the people find us? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can hear us on any platform where you listen to your podcast. You can find that in our link tree on all of our social handles, which are on Facebook is the feature with backslash Danny and Jazz and Twitter and Instagram are at the feature show. And with that, Danny, what do we want the people to keep on doing? We want you to keep watching those movies and keep tuning in. Yes, it's the Feature Podcast, episode 90. Times it 90. 90. 90. 90. Episode 90. Go be a hero. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That is right. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Good boy.